0: Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter.
1: You are listening to the Arsenal Fan Show on Love Sports Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins. I am back and in business and I'm delighted to say I'm joined by Gunners Tan Chris Howard and Charlie East what a show we are set to have for you Arsenal now three wins in all competitions still unbeaten in 2020 we don't care if they might have been majority jaws they are still unbeaten one of, only, uh, one of only the teams that are in 2020 we're going to be talking all about the game with Everton on the weekend a look towards last week's game in Greece Olympiakos snatching a 1-0 victory at the death there the return leg is obviously this Thursday and it's Portsmouth in the Cup on Monday night. We're going to be talking all about that. Jordan Cross, Portsmouth journalist, will be joining us and we might even have a special person calling up. We'll tell a little bit more about that later. Certain special features on the show, but it is wonderful <laughs> to be back with Chris and Charlie. It is free wins in all competitions. Let's quickly start with Olympiakos, Europa League out uh, in Greece. Tough environment, tough atmosphere, Chris, but once again... Defensive pro arrest,
2: playing should, off. Hold on, should we get the uh, elephant out of the room now? Morts was sat in there, that chair. He was. Last week, and we absolutely nailed the week. So, was there a bit of you that thought, maybe I should just, you know, stay at home again?
1: Because mm, I'll be honest, I texted Morts, I said, don't, I said, do a decent job. Don't be fantastic, because I'll get me a P45. I won't be allowed back. I won't be allowed back. I'm not going to lie, I, I listened to the show, all of it. I heard you bring me up. I heard Dave Seager say, uh, Charlie, don't come back. Morts can come. That, I really appreciate that. Notice that Dave's not here tonight. So, mm. uh, and my only mate that I knew I could count on, he's got me back. Of course, it is Mr. Charlie used to said, "Chaz, oh, we need you back. Mate. I love you for always. that, brother. You know it, mate. The love yeah, I mean, I goes got strong. Fat, yeah, Chris, jury's still out on you. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about Olympia, VR cost then. Because it is free wins, back-to-back competitions, Europa League, always going to be a difficult place to go Greece we know what uh, Olympiakos can be we've played there many times in Europe we know what they're doing this year but 1-0 taking that away clean sheet uh, getting that just to build on in the second leg Charlie what did you make of it
3: I said last week like, with the form that they've been in and their home form and always it goes in places like Greece Turkey all those sort of places it's very hostile I said it's important for us to at least score one and to try and be in the game going in the second leg mm. yeah. 1-0 clean sheet for me I thought it was we rode out like a bit of Leno, made some big saves. But invariably, it was very in control, I thought. And I thought, coming away from there, I was absolutely delighted.
2: That first five minutes was pretty much it, wasn't it? Yeah. It was like, back to the wall, they're going to be up for it. They're going to try and push us for the first five minutes. It wouldn't surprise me if Arteta even said, lads, just ride the storm for five, ten minutes and we'll be fine. And that's essentially what happened, isn't it? I mean, I thought we were in control of it. Yeah. We weren't creating millions of chances. And the keeper weren't making. wasn't making save after save. But the way that we were knocking the ball around it just felt like we were in control in possession and you know the stats bear it out as well we had more shots than them I think the possession was pretty much 50-50 but it felt like it was a controlled away performance from Arsenal not amazing but controlled,
1: yeah, not amazing, but controlled, and it was that brilliant win out in Greece. Another clean sheet that Arsenal at the time seemingly were collecting. Nice for us to go back to that one uh, nil to the Arsenal. The famous saying, but it was a good defensive display. I know it was backs against the wall, but we have to talk about the man who also got the goal. Lacazette recalled to the starting lineup and planned centrally up top. Charlie,
3: yeah, I was, glad, I was so glad for it, for him as well. And he, I mean, you could see last week how much it meant to him. And everyone else when they all celebrated with him. And for him just to score again, he was unlucky straight after his goal as well. Didn't he? I think he should have scored again, that one where mm-hmm. Keith made a good save a bit too high for him. But once he scored again, it's just another weight lift off his shoulder. So I mean, he had a rest this week, which is fair enough, and it paid off because Nketi had got one. Um, but now hopefully he's now going to be clucking to play again. He's probably got that bit of hunger and desire to uh, want to play. So I reckon he'll start this Thursday. Yeah. I think they will bring him back in mm-hmm. and then we've got a nice port to maybe rotate again. So hopefully he can get another goal and then he's got a
2: three and three then if that's the case. Yeah, exactly.
1: Because two and two, obviously that goal from Newcastle, he found a little bit of confidence, Chris, but you were pleased to see it.
2: Yeah, I, I, I didn't think he had the best performance overall no. up until that goal. But as a striker, the, the narrative of every football match if you're a striker is if you bang goals mm. in, then, you know, people people forgive you. I think you're right, Charlie. I think, We've the fixture list. It feels about right at the moment. Yep. If you think about rotation, because we can get onto the Everton game, and Ketia played played all right, did well. I thought he did okay. And then we've got Lacazette, who can play against Olympiacos, which is still a big game. He doesn't need to feel like oh, I'm being shunted into a no. reserve team because he'll play a strong team. And then the Portsmouth game it will give Inketi another t- another opportunity, and so that's good for both strikers. I, th-
3: I, think. I think with the Man City game being rearranged for the Carabao Cup. It done us a right favour, you know, just because we're on this little run yeah. at the minute, and hopefully we can just get a nice three, four, five, six, seven wins in a row. We're looking to going forward in a minute. I said at the time when it happened, I just thought it'd come at the perfect time for us because the last thing we we'll want to do now is realistically begin to play win, 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 go Olympia and win again, go sit away, and that being sort of funny, it could it stops be, the momentum. It could just go the other way, we could get beat 3 4 0, mm. and everyone else starts. But now that's out of the way, and what it also done for us as well. It allowed Portsmouth game get moved to the Monday night. So we've got a full week free again when we played Saturday. So mm-hmm. we've got a little bit of a bit of a rest in there as well. And I just think momentum wise for us at the moment, I knew we were going to win yesterday. Just there's just, just a feel around the place at the minute. There's a nice vibe. It's I bet actually... you didn't
2: feel that over ten minutes to go. It was a bit nervous for ten minutes <laughs> to really go, it was wasn't
3: it? Calvert Lewin was coming off his head, I weren't thinking of it, no. But but do you know what I mean? I think it's just since that winter break, we look like a different team. Just the way we just I don't know. It's just yeah. sort of, I look a lot more freer and relaxed and happy. All the players are smiling there. And back to Olympiacos. I, what I do? As much as we looked in control, I think the substitutions of Ceballos and Pepe changed that whole dynamic of that game on mm-hmm. other day. We looked a lot more better going mm. forward. We looked a lot more sort of we looked more sort of powerful, really. And mm-hmm. I when mean, Martinelli he had a rest yesterday, and I didn't think he had that much of a great game on Thursday night either. No. And Willock sort just. He wasn't great. I, I can't whatever. make my mind up about Will. One minute I look at him, I think he's really good. Next minute I look at him, I think he looked pretty
2: pence. Well, if you look it's at strange the, one, if you look at the Bournemouth game in the FA Cup, I thought Will it was brilliant. You know, I he think was strong. I he was dominant. He was, so. he was very, very good tracking back, winning the ball. You know, he had a he had good passing range as well. And then the Olympiacos game, I thought he was poor and. You know, especially off of the back of such a good Meza Ozil performance. It felt a little yeah. a little chalk and cheese, didn't it? But what I think's fascinating and what Arteta's doing at the moment is he's rotating the team, but he's not doing what Arsen Wenger did when we first went into the Europa League and completely changed the entire team. And it was the fairly obvious it, it was it was fairly obvious it's 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 the B team and the A team yeah. and that was it. He's sort of meshing them together, which is actually fostering probably a little bit more motivation amongst the players because you've got someone like Genz Duzi, who was told you know, you've behaved poorly over in Dubai. You're not even going to make the squad. Out you go against Newcastle. But he's not somebody who's saying, right, well that's it, you're done. Yeah. Yeah. He was in the, he was in from the from the start against the Olympiacos. I think that's good, and I think that's what he's done. The weekend as well. He's had a little bit of a mix-up. You know, he's not just said, "Right, well, you're going to just going to stay in and you're going to play all of the time." And I'm positive about that.
1: On the Olympiacos game, Arteta did change something up. He flew home uh, the next day. The players didn't come straight back. He said, "We don't want to land at half four, half five. It it disrupts the sleep, the eating. We want to travel back, (coughs) have a good night's sleep in a proper bed." This is a change for Arsenal. What do you make of this change? Because we can look in the short term and go, "Well, it paid off against Evian." But is this a move to you that seems logical? I,
3: I think it does. I think he explained it properly said the local time we kicked off out there was 10 o'clock mm. it's a three and a half four hour flight so it's not like you're playing in like in France or, or just say Germany for example and then it's an 8.45 kick off because of the hour finish at 11 you'll be at the airport by one o'clock by the time you fl- you're still back two in the morning and it's it's easier a bit easier but where there are two hours in front and the flight's three and a half four hours it is a, it, getting in at five in the morning is a it is a lot later. It, than, mm. the, it does make a big thing because the players are going to have a full night's sleep. So I
2: think it was it's sensible. Well, I don't think they mm. do it every away game, but when, as in needed, I think, it was yeah. very, I think it made sense. I think we're all human beings and we've all done it before. The, like, how... Badly, we all perform when you disrupted disrupted sleep yeah. patterns, and I think it makes perfect sense. To and be did you with, yeah.
3: the players next down all were all on the bikes, all on the bikes, still doing it before they traveled, had breakfast all together? Mm. He they said they'd done, a, they'd done a team meeting. It's
1: like this team chemistry that you mentioned in the bike, going for coffees together, no, waking up the is. boys, all having breakfast together again. There's, there's that added into it as well, isn't there? Yeah,
2: but, but everyone's got buy in as well. And again, this goes back to the rotation stuff. All of the players aren't feeling like, Well, I'm not going to play, I've got, mm. I've got no chance of getting in the first team. I bet <laughs> there's, there's at least 20 players maybe 21 players that all think there's a chance I could play yeah. this weekend there's a chance I could play I think on a the huge week. statement was Thursday you
3: know, night as well we started Leno but when have we massive. ever had our
2: main keeper in a
3: European game we've never had ne- them and I think that shows how important this is to Arteta if he go and win the trophy in the first I, season I love
1: the, the plan of Leno in the Cups I, Massive, I agree I'm it. All over it I think
3: he'll probably play Martinez against Portsmouth uh,
1: Do you know I think he'll still play Leno I really do Do you? Yeah because no, I Martinez think Martinez will come in for Portsmouth I think he'll come in because he wait. played
3: last game didn't he Martinez I just think he, I think you. He, otherwise he's going to be upset isn't he
2: Martinez I don't, I
1: don't really care but I don't think Arteta cares we're talking about the non-negotiables do you think he cares about upsetting people when, when he's not. manager Arsenal? I think that
2: well there's something in that though you know you don't want to let's just say. Martinez is dropped out and doesn't get much game time if we then need to call on him in Mm. four weeks time and he's still a bit rusty I think just giving him the odd game here on their game-like Smith with a little if, bit low risk but if
1: we're talking about games in like Olympiacos and Everton where Leno has pulled off numerous no, saves kept right. us in the Players game and, the side. Yeah, and, and we, we disrupt that back when we have been better defensively we lose to Pompey who are going well at Fratton Park have not lost at home this season it's a Martinez era, and we lose yeah, I know, what's I mean,
3: everyone saying then? I, know. I agree with that and I think the one player I think can be slightly worried at the moment of course just talking about playing everyone and that mm he started Socrates at right back on, the,
2: yeah, that was on weird, Olympiacos right?
3: mm. and obviously he started Bellerin and to me I'll talk about it later I think, I think Bellerin's looked that great at the minute so there's a perfect opportunity for that Cedric when he's fit to come in and make that mm. place his own maitland Niles ain't getting nowhere near that centre midfield what field. has happened to and the right back now he's nice. now been played Socrates instead where does he go from he this He's
1: literally fallen off the face of the earth. Where, where, because we even <coughs> said Nelson's coming back, Willock's getting a run in the side. You just mentioned 21 players have a chance of starting. So else is playing all the time now? Maitland-Niles ain't even in that 21, Chris.
2: Probably not. So
3: no.
1: so where
2: is he? I think he's uh, got a price on his head and he'll be gone in the summer. I, think, I think he could be gone, yeah. Cause
3: I just don't see where he fits in. Because if he's playing Socrates at right back, when he is making changes, rather than mm. Bellerin... Really, he means he's the third-choice right-back. When Cedric comes back, that means number four. Centre midfield game, We've got Sabah's playing really well. Torreira's back fit. you got Xhaka, Gunduzi, Willock, Ozil. He ain't getting nowhere. He's number seven in that picking order. Mm. So, And I don't think Arteta's someone that's going to make subs for the sake of it and just give people, oh, because he's not playing, like, give him a run-out. He's still quite competitive with the teams he's picking. Do you know what I mean? Obviously, I know, and he mentioned yesterday after the game, he said that Nketiah has looked fantastic in training. He stands out in training. That's why, when I'm picking players on
2: their performances in training. And that, you can't not that out. Hence was dropped. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you what I need delivered yesterday, didn't you, Nketiah? That was What a such goal. A, can we, can we goal. actually Great work a little bit over some of the finishing I, yesterday? I think
1: we need to. I think next we should talk about Eddie, we should talk about Sekar, because the brilliant youngsters combining for a goal for Arsenal and how wonderful it was to see in Arsenal's brilliant victory against Everton
4: 3-2. Love Sports.
1: You're listening to the Arsenal Fan Show on Love Sports Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins, joined in the studio with Gunners Tan, Chris Howard and Charlie East, talking about the brilliant victory away in Greece. Let's focus now on the brilliant victory yesterday. It was Arsenal beating Everton 3-2. Arsenal have a fantastic record when Everton travelled to Arsenal. They have struggled to get the win when they come to the capital against the Gunners. But we have to talk about the brilliance of not only Eddie Nketiah, but obviously Saka as well and how important he was. Didn't even start the game... But the fans knew they felt it when he come on would make an impact how vital have these two been now, I know for you Charlie Eddie's only started the last two games in the Premier League but it is back-to-back starts and Saka well we have to highlight just it's how super. wonderful he is when
3: Kolasinac went down yesterday probably a bit nasty I thought a little bit bad but I said, I yeah, said, I I said, said to everyone sitting around me I was like if you had one person on this pitch who probably wanted to get injured mm. it'd be Kolasinac because Saka's coming on and lo and be always 1-0 down and firstly that's what I'd like to praise Arsenal for all Going one nil down that early, yeah. there was no animosity or anger in the crowd. Everyone was cheering the boys, like, giving them a big mm. lift. But was there panic? Did you think, oh, no. here we go? No, A lot of there
1: time wasn't. left in the game. There though, wasn't. And fair. people
3: went, oh, we'll go one nil down and mm. first minute and last. There wasn't that panic, which I was quite surprised about. And I think that's the feel-good factor Arteta's bringing at the moment. And I think that's really... That goes to the pitch, it goes to the fans, it obviously goes behind closed doors, and I think that's why there's such a good lift around the club at the moment. And when we went 1 0 down yesterday, I didn't really panic no one around us really panicked yeah. and I thought the reaction was good and when Saka come on it seemed to give everyone that little lift yeah. even more yeah. so
2: he doesn't seem to be phased by anything does he you just watch him on the pitch and he just seems even nonchalant he'll just he nutmegs people he's got mm. pace by beating people he's good with the ball running at his feet that ball in. he's picking up nice positions <sighs> that, that was a fantastic ball right that on one the top and Olympiacos
1: I mean I hate to say it but it was Robin Van Persie wasn't I'll it after that, the game he, he, just said, he just said look he went, he went let's just talk about this ball he went this is world class he went only a few people can do this that was Dennis brilliant. Burkham he went this is how good this is that was brilliant what, I mean
3: hmm. I don't like praising yeah. about Percy but what he said about that was spot on it, and what else I liked about you know when he spoke about when he played for Galatasaray when they had a home game in Europe and how they got that lift for the crowd and away they just just yeah he said they spoke about how they just did have the same away but that ball from Saka the one in the week and that one just
2: it's, it's doing the to strike the job for him in
3: Hawaii. Yeah, yeah
2: well, it is. It's making it a lot easier. Like Lacazette just had a tap in and Enketio I have to say, Enketio's finish was quality. You know, quality. You know, but both, another superb off, ball. Both, both feet off the air. Great touch, you know. It's very easy for you to mishit that, oh, and, oh, yeah. and so to touch that in, I think definitely props. And as I, I said off air, off air with Nketiah, um I felt like that's the first time watching him that I've actually felt. Yeah, you could make it at Arsenal with finishes like that. Before that, I'd be honest, I've not been a hundred. He's really convinced. played
3: though, is he? Do you know what I mean, yeah. he comes on at games when we're like, I don't know. But what like about him? his work rate? Is- he works his absolute nuts off. You watch him off the ball; he runs and runs and runs, and he wins balls in the air. I mean, he was up against yesterday Holgate and Yerry Mina, mm. physically huge.
2: Yeah, Mina's massive, isn't
3: he? Huge, and
1: he was getting little flick-ons. He and still stuff. looks like he hasn't got his man strength yet. Has he? No, I hate he still that sound, looks but he's quite true, young. Still yeah. Legit, doesn't he? yeah,
3: but as much as we praise Saka and uh, and Eddie and so on, I was speaking to a couple of people about this last night. When are people going to realise how good a bam Yang is? Oh, I mean, Arsenal fans recognise him. Yeah. But you still see other Gary fans... Gary Neville said
1: as much today, didn't uh, he? It, said he said went, he, he went, I don't know if it's Arsenal, I don't know if it's a bam Yang. He said he's on the same level played. as the top European strikers. He went, but no one gives him that credit. He went, just look at the stats, look at the goals. He is
3: elite. Mm. We talk about elite strikers Rolls-Royce. in the world. He is fantastic. Mm. And you know what the even better thing is? He played really a crap team the first half of the season. He had a three-game bam, he was out for a lot of things. He's not even played up front,
0: and he's oh, still top goals scored in the
3: Premier League. And, and as much as like, we all want him to stay, all our fans, we'll be desperate. If we don't get Champions League it here, and he goes, you can't blame him, because we've no. let him
2: down as a club, and he should be playing at the top of the game. He no. should be. Mm. What, what I would say about playing centrally, I agree, I think he should be playing centrally, but... Playing on that left-hand side, he is given licence to move in. And if you think about the Olympiacos game, he played on the right-hand side and he was essentially negated because of that. But on the left-hand side, he's able to cut in. And can I just say, that was my favourite goal of the season. Yeah, I agree. Because it just reminded me of Arsenal 20 years ago. We used to put balls in behind defences time and time again. And that just... It, it brought back wonderful memories for me Louis picking the ball up and I found that bizarre that Everton just dropped off it's like he's probably arguably the best passing central defender in the Premier League and you're just letting him have the ball and he just picked an absolute peach for Aubameyang and as soon as he got through I stood up and I just I said to the wife I was like he's in that's it I knew it. I, I, I just knew I was right behind
3: it like, said so the ball's come through first I look out for it. He's, he's onside because he's right in front of me boom yeah. he's gone and just being behind the goal away just Bend it round. It was just, it was very Henri esque. He come up and celebrate goal. in
1: front of us. It was, it was, it was good. It was good and Yeah, but still hasn't got a Premier League hat trick for Arsenal I know. I was surprised. Has 20 that. braces, but no hat trick. It's
3: Don't crazy. Care. No, I know. What? What? I, I, take an I thought he was going to get it yesterday. yesterday.
2: I'd yeah. take an entire season of braces if uh, mm. if he's going to keep bagging them in.
3: Even his third goal, even the second goal, uh, his second goal, the it's third fantastic. goal, the header to get into the ground. He got whack and all from mm. that to DB. And it's still bad I was worried that he was
1: going to. That was going to affect him, that whack, but he just literally got up from it like oh, it was no. nothing. Weird in that game, Everton score in the first 50 seconds, we scored 23 seconds, and they scored in the last
2: few seconds of the first Yeah, first very strange. As well.
1: Carlo Ancelotti's face after was, was quite. Oh, I know, look at the screen, thinking, like, what's gone yeah, on? <laughs> he had no idea. Let's quickly bring it back to Saka because obviously we're hearing that Arsenal are negotiating with him at the minute for that uh, longer contract. No deals yet. Saka's come out and said, I'm not worried, I'm not concerned, my people are dealing with it. Arteta come out uh, today after the game and saying it's important we get this contract done and it's important that Saka's feet stay on the ground. I don't know if that's ulterior messages or what, but can we foresee, potentially, with how well he's doing, any problems with these negotiations, Chris? Well, the,
2: the scary thing is that he's got uh, Sancho's agent as his agent. That's one point, I guess you could say. But, you know, he's a End graduate. As long as Arsenal don't mess this up, you would have thought, even, even if he's talking to his parents, you know, they're most likely to tell him, look, if this is a decent deal, then take it. And do you know what? If you want to play for Real Madrid in five years' time, six years' time, if you're that good, then you can still have this deal, get yourself a big bumper pay rise, and then move on further in the if you want. My hope, my hope, obviously, as many Arsenal fans, is that we've got ourselves an absolutely fantastic talent. He loves the football club and wants to stay at the football club. But, again... His star is a star, and his stock are only going to rise with each week and each performance. He's up to double figures on assists now.
1: Well, uh, we knew of the talent. We know how special he can be. Yesterday, Nigel Winterburn joined us on the final whistle on Love Sport Radio, and he was waxing lyrical about our new famous left back.
0: Yeah, I like what I'm seeing. I've got to admit, um, I was told a year and a half ago. I went to watch an under twenty three game where he just literally come into the squad that he was the best that Arsenal had of the current young squad. And I think he's showing that now. Not in his favourite role, but what I like. And I like him in this position because I think he's learning the game defensively. But I think he, he, as being a winger, I think what it allows him to do is to break forward almost unmarked from that left-back position. And this is where we talk, talk about the game being different to when I played. You know, full-backs now, they don't have to sit in. They can glow and explore that that opportunity to get forward um, quite freely. And you can see why he's providing so many assists. He's having so many good runs with, with the ball. So it will be very interesting to see um, going forward when everybody's fit. And we may be looking at next season whether Mikel Arteta wants to use him back as a winger or does he want to keep him back in that in that fullback role, um, where I think he gets, I think he gets a you know a lot of freedom uh, to make that movement forward.
1: Arsenal royalty there, Nigel, Nigel Winterburn. Winterburn. Classic talking on the final whistle on Love Sport on Sunday. That is seven o'clock every Sunday after all the games. Just saying, what a talent we have on our hands. Nigel obviously will know more than most, but we certainly have it. Just it does bode well. I know that you said Unai's got to be praised for bringing has him to, through, but it has to. these players we have, you know, we know Abayang's agent and and the, some of the players in the team, but this next generation coming through, Charlie, also bodes Mate, well. It has
3: to be Unai has to get praised for that. He that first game of the season he started Nelson he started Willock brought on Martin LA. I mean anyone else in the situation he was in struggling wouldn't have played kids like that he wouldn't have given mm-hmm. them the chance even like that game of Saka this season he, he, Saka come on I think against someone I think it's Villa done really well he started at Old Trafford the next game he started mm-hmm. him and all that's standing him in good stead now and what does worry about Saka I think Saka will stand I mean, I think it's just a case of like just letting it get on with it the clubs are doing a deal and the press will talk but I see he's yesterday. Do you know he's a big
1: Chelsea fan? Oh,
3: There's is no he? Way. Yeah, he tweeted, um, when they won the Champions League, yes, come on you blue boys, Drogba, like, when they won the Champions League. There's a tweet really? from that day he It's funny
1: because he tweeted after the game yesterday, and I know Abraham was the first person who tweeted, so maybe there is. Really? Uh, Abraham was the first one that tweeted back, yeah. So, yeah, so he's
3: a Chelsea fan, so I've growing up as a kid. For that means. Ah! Uh, nice. uh,
1: <laughs> what a ruiner. What's <laughs> <laughs> putting yeah. on a right down. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I remember when everyone used to be like, Jack Wilshere, and he was a massive West Ham fan, and that killed yeah. me off early as well. Anyway, who cares about that? Let's talk about Arsenal beating Everton yesterday. Obviously, we knew the last 20 minutes. We were a little bit shaky. Arteta said we were so tired, we gave it everything. I have to admit a concern here, Chris. When we have had the winter break, and we're a team that's used to playing every three days, Thursday, Sunday, or before in the Champions League, why are we now saying... Oh, you know, fatigue, fatigue. We, we you know we were really drained in that last minute. Yes, they've worked, you know, their socks off. But
2: is that a worry that we're saying that um, slightly? Potentially. Arteta did say afterwards he got a few players saying that they were cramping up, and then I've had a look at the starting eleven, and it was only. Xhaka, Louise, and Obamiang that started against Olympiacos. So I found that one a bit strange that, that we're, we're saying that. But physically, we did look, some of those players did look shattered. Like Ozil at one point, you know, he picked up the ball on the left hand side, he sort of meandered forward a few steps and then just stopped, mm-hmm. literally stood still. <clears throat> no Everton player came near him. I think Obamiang just ran sort of slightly around him and he just passed the ball to Obamiang. And I looked and thought, he looks dead on his feet. Yeah, that's why, mate. I mean. We haven't, you know, Unless we haven't gone deep he's...
1: in the league cup. We haven't. We've rotated. I'm, I'm quite surprised if we, you know, we, we go where we want to go. Champions League Wednesday, Saturday. Wednesday. Like, this is going to be a worry.
3: I think. I think. I, think, I thought Everton worked hardest day. They played well. They were lumping the ball up. For Chelsea was always an outlet. And when they made the subs, we naturally sat back because we pretend. And that Angel Gomez. Oh, great player he is, by the way. He's not played for so long. Watching him live yesterday, the mm. way he just picks the ball up, puts the ball through. Gives him a different dynamic. He was superb. Mm. Excellent. And, like, glad he's back, obviously, because yeah. you don't want no-one to be injured. And, um, I think they worked really hard yesterday. Bellerin's fitness worries me. I think he just... He's lost that edge of pace. And for me, that's what he always relied on. Mm. And, <laughs> you're going to think I'm coating him here. I want to go back to the old Bobby Dazzler with his hair now, old Mustafi. Mm i was seeing everyone rave about him on social media, which he ooh. was good
2: again yesterday. You've got to give him that. <laughs>
3: he That's... was good in the air,
2: right? And I'll tell you, he now, made a mistake early on.
3: Yeah, and I'll tell you, he's good in the air. And I'll tell you now, what he doesn't do, which lets him down, is every time Richardson got the ball, he's backing off. You cannot back off players like that. You, mm. you can't, especially the position they're in. There was a couple of times where the ball went across the box. One, I think. Calvert Lewin got Leno saved. One went across the whole box; no one got. Another one, Louise and Calvert Lewin come, mm. come. All three of those were right in front of me, and they all come from Mustafi. Backing off, backing mm. off, allowing Richardson. And it's everyone else's come fault when he yards. makes a
1: mistake. Every, he wants that to point out everyone else's flaws. He won everything in the air
3: yesterday. I'll give him that. He won everything in the air, which is fine. But unfortunately, football is also played on the ground. And sometimes when he gets that one-on-one... Well, mate, hang
1: on, hang on. We've got a new runner for Sherlock here. What do you mean football's played on the ground? <laughs> <laughs> hang on. Chris, you better watch out. We'll both be out of I the job soon. Yeah, we're, we're, we'll go and <laughs> set up something else. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about football being played on the ground. Sorry, Charlie. I completely ruined your flow there. How big was it and how important is it that Arsenal r- recording back-to-back wins in the Premier League for the first time since the opening two I know, games? I know. Newcastle and Burnley.
3: It just puts us in a nice position now. You'd like to think Olympiacos is... At home. Should be done. Then Portsmouth in the cut. I don't want to write off that. I know they lost at the weekend, but they've been playing really well. They've got Wembley as well. After that, without being too sort of um, positive, the running's very favourable.
2: We've got West Ham, Brighton, who else have got at home? Uh, Southampton, away, and then Norwich. Norwich. West Ham, Brighton, Southampton, Norwich.
3: If you're going to pick your own run, realistically, it'll be quite close to that. So, Imagine if we can get four wins on the bounce down the league from that, and what position that puts in.
2: Well, I think momentum's already there at the moment, isn't it? You know, you only look at the fact that we've got three wins. We scored, what is it, eight goals? Mm. No, seven, seven, yeah, four, yeah, eight goals in a week. You know, we were worried slightly before the. Uh, winter break, that we weren't <clears throat> scoring enough goals, we weren't creating enough chances. We've created chances and we've taken those chances. That's positive. We've got a couple of clean sheets. That's positive. The game yesterday was very, very strange one for me to try and analyse because I didn't think there was a, a player really that stood out that was very poor. I thought no. we, we got a, we got six or seven out of ten upwards from all of them and yet it was just two silly individual errors. I mean, you can point to Kolasinac for some reason following Mina beyond that defensive line for the first goal and then you've got David Luiz losing Hector
3: Bellerin the second one was you know why it was you know when Richarlson done that tackle on Tobias on the 45th minute yeah. when he done him with all the hustle it was about two minutes that was our free kick with two minutes to go Bellerin has tried a little clip quickly to Pepe completely lost it they went straight with a ring got that corner from that it was Bellerin he give the ball away for Stupid, keep the ball two minutes left. Don't but, but, try a little but, clip.
2: But isn't it weird? So we were under the cosh for the last fifteen minutes. You can admit that, you know, Everton had 17 that shots. Shows to our good, nine, that shows a good grit We got out of it. Determination. So, so I know
3: we letting it go on the old same old Arsenal, mm. but we didn't. We, we 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 stood tall. I know they had that last second chance. But and and the one Leno saved, see, I was there, I've not seen it since. I didn't show it on match today. Oh looked miles offside.
2: No, Xhaka played him on side. Did he really? He yeah. right, right in the, the corner. He was out right. yeah, screen, were not he? And it's funny because you could see when the replay, you could see Xhaka puts his Everyone. hand up. Xhaka puts his hand up and then looks around. And you can tell he's looking at himself, thinking, "No, I'm, I'm playing in miles <laughs> onside." The <laughs> yeah,
1: unbelievable stuff here. But they did get the win. We are going to be looking at that Portsmouth game. That is on Monday. Talking of the Olympiakos game is on Thursday. But we're going to be speaking to a very special guest next.
4: Love sports.
1: You're listening to the Arsenal Fan Show on Love Sports Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins, joined in the studio with Gunners Tan, Chris Howard and Charlie East talking, obviously, the brilliant form Arsenal are in, unbeaten in 2020. Arteta, though, saying they still need to work hard every game, seeing a little bit of... Uh, fatigue maybe setting in even after that winter break you can have your say tonight tweet us at Love Sport Radio or call us 0208 7020558. and when I mean uh, I mean it when I say you can have your say because sometimes on this show Charlie will come on we know the Instagram and Twitter star that he is and he would just think that he's free he's able to dig out who he wants and I'll say <laughs> not on this show everyone has a chance to defend himself that's why I'm delighted to say Alex is joined us now Alex really good to get you on if my memory serves me right last time we spoke about you Charlie said you were draining the life out of him mate and all of a sudden now you want to be positive and I said that's not fair Alex should be able to defend himself I had to on your behalf mate but what do you make of that?
4: No yeah thanks thanks for uh, thanks for bringing it up <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's a bit very bit pretty much a harsh assessment I'd say I mean we had been, it has been doom and gloom over the Arsenal but um, Certainly, the last few days have been a lot better and a lot more—a big improvement from the from the from the players and the fans have obviously reacted to it. But yeah, a bit of a harsh uh out he's given me there as a drain. Yeah, he's uh, he <laughs> digging me out a
1: week. It. Oh no! To be fair, he said he said you Can't were doom Yeah, he said you were negative for now. All of a sudden, you're a bit of a turncoat because now you're making out everything's happy. <laughs> <Larry>. I'm <laughs>
4: <laughs> right <though>, Lyle. <laughs> Yeah, you, you know, well, you're not you're close to the mark. I mean, I don't think you're bang right, but no, I, I, we have been negative. We have been doom and gloom be Fair. It's just hard. It's hard to keep going and watch your team when you're just constantly losing. You know, there's good players there and there's a good setup, but you can't grind out, uh, 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 you know, a, a winner home, a game at home to things like Brighton and Palace. It gets you down, doesn't it? So, I know. yeah, that's, that's the problem for me.
3: Oh, I remember, obviously, on that plane back from Baku, mate the, the, the <laughs> mood you was in, <laughs> how depressed <the laughs> you was, to now, I mean, like, it's yeah. it, it's, it's, it's good over there at the minute, isn't it? Everyone's buzzing, and we said, even what I just said earlier on the show, even when we went 1-0 down yesterday, I mean, like you sit next to me, the, no one was worried, we was all, we thought we were going to turn it over, didn't we? Yeah, definitely. I was a bit surprised, actually,
4: that it weren't, it, there weren't more people in the ground yesterday. Yeah, we have been, um, bit uh, I, was, I, was, I was surprised at that, but... Um, no, it is good. It's a good atmosphere. You can tell the fans are getting behind them now as well. It's not just, you know, it's not just the odd, would you think of Tottenham every now and then? No, they're actually getting behind <laughs> it and people are singing and they they are. The players are just giving it their all. Mm. Uh, so, Belos absolutely unbelievable again yesterday. Um, Jacker again, uh, great playing well. Mustafi won everything in the air and that's about all he'd done. But, you know, yeah, he definitely... um tell he's definitely six, six to
2: me. Yeah. So, Al... Um, Seeing as you're now Mr. Positive, um, predict, yeah. predict the end of this season. Then how far are we going, and what, where are we finishing in the league, and how we get how deep are we going in the cups?
4: <laughs> well, after the uh, after the trip to Greece, the Panathinaikos uh, game, I um, I got twenty quid on Arsenal. To
1: make top four <laughs> yeah, <so>. <laughs> <laughs> this time, uh, Alex what I did want to ask
4: you Charlie
1: also said I don't know if you heard this he said that you only now bother with Arsenal when you're not out with the misses he said you've right dropped <laughs> Arsenal
4: out what's all that about mate that's the only time I can get out, mate, is to go over
1: the Arsenal. It's <laughs> the only green light I can get. Mate, I, I don't blame you. We're all in the same boat. Uh, Al, we yeah. really appreciate you coming on. I just wanted to finally ask, though, you are Mr Positive now. What have you yeah. seen from Arteta in this short window that has just made you think, you know what, there's just something here. We've, we've found something. We need to bottle it and we just need to work on it for the remainder of the season.
4: It's just togetherness, I think he's brought. Uh, that's, I think that's the key thing. He's changed the whole mindset of every single player and now they're approaching it. They all turn up, you know, they all want to get into the team. Um, you heard about the stuff with Gwendouzi, He'd had a go He made a pop at him. And I think he, when he came on yesterday, he ran his socks on and played really well. So, um, yeah, I think it's just that togetherness and just that mindset that, you know, we stay together, we'll, we'll achieve things. And I think that's what he's embedded in. Probably got from Pep Guardiola.
1: Well, Al, we really appreciate Cheers, you you're coming on. Next Al. time Charlie digs you out, don't worry, mate. I've got your you back go and, back and to, we'll give you You a go call. back to the misses now, mate. <laughs> Oh, uh, really good to have him on there. Just, Sam, uh, Mr Positive about Arsenal so far. He's liking what he's seeing. Let's let's keep it positive, then. Let's look yeah. at the next four, five, six games, Chris, and see what's in store for us. And maybe, can this run, this unbeaten
2: run, continue? Do you know what? I'm going Mr Positive as well. Yes. Love it. Come on, now. So we've turned Al
3: and Chris! Right, 50 quid on top four. <laughs> Portsmouth,
2: Portsmouth dispatched FA Cup done. next round. That's Done. done. That's West Ham, 3-1. Easily done. Uh, Brighton away. We'll get a little scrappy 2-1. Southampton away tough. I reckon it'll be a little shaky. Three one. Shaky, I don't like little shaky St. Mary's. 1-0. No. A little shaky one nil. Yeah, that's exactly why it's a mm. shaky one nil. And Norwich at home, that's a four or a five nil.
3: Oh, mate, that puts us well up there. That's and points. Spurs lost as well. they it. oh, They are. Mate. They are. I'll tell you one thing. I don't like talking about that, but I'm here. Mm. But in trouble. I think they could be in trouble. And even Jose Mourinho now. Who I heard people saying a wild like Jose, which me and you, child, were Mm. dead against you. Him now even saying things like, oh, I can't wait for July. How disrespectful. So the fans are going there week in week out paying mm. their money like
1: it's just writing off this season I know it, it, it sounds ridiculous but I am this stubborn I am this petty I can't wait till we play them if we beat them the first time at their grand I love it, it. I know I'm, <laughs> I'm literally living on it that's the kind of sad person that I am before we talk more in depth about Portsmouth because in their own right they're having a brilliant season unbeaten at home this season Charlie did say though they did lose this weekend that was a way but they are playing well under Kenny Jackett it is the return of Olympiacos. Got to be through. At home, surely. Uh,
3: yeah, I think I think it rotates some players. I think you'll see Lacazette. I think you'll probably still see a Bamiang out there, I think. And I think you might rest him against Portsmouth. Um, I think, yeah, I think you have a strong side to it. I think Torreira will come back in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've heard something... I see something that might be a chance of Mari. starting in. I think you're probably saving for Portsmouth, Pablo Mari. Yeah, I would have thought so. I also read something. That I don't know how true this is, that Tierney could play against Portsmouth.
2: That would be lovely. That
3: would be nice. Because I thought he was in due mid-March, mid- yeah. Because is going to be out for a while now, i like to think... You, you don't want to rush
1: Tierney back, though, for no. the sake of it, get another injury, another setback, which is what <laughs> he's suffering.
2: Apparently, though, the one of the uh, medical team were talking about Tierney, weren't they? And they were saying that actually, physically... He's he, he's strength wise, mm. he's okay. It's something like he's running with the ball or something like. I've 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 heard. it the main one. It was
1: uh, Shad, wasn't it? Something. Yeah, yeah, I think it was
2: Shad. But yeah. that gives me some hope that. And what they did with Bellerin is they held him back and they held him back, knowing that he was fit mm. to be a hundred percent sure. Yeah. So it wouldn't surprise me if you've heard those little whisperings, Charlie. I, I'd love to see that. Well someone in who we wake up.
1: we should really actually quickly talk about because we said where's Ainsley Maitland, Niles, Bellerin not really back on full fitness, Tierney coming back in, still not at full fitness, is holding. What what's the latest on that? Well, this seems come well, I, come on, Charlie. I don't want to say spook. nothing
3: come bad on. about him because every time I sort of say this, I'll get a load of stick for people.
1: I do like holding. I know you're not his biggest fan. I, I just I just think But his oh, injury's knocked him. It has knocked him and I think
3: unfortunately, with Holding. He had that little run of spell um that run in the team where last season. Where we played three at the back and he was a left of a three. Looked really good, looked comfortable. A couple of times I know he got done for pace. A couple of times I, think, I remember a goal vividly against Fulham, Andre Schurler scored, just left him for dead and done him. But I think a player like him who's, who's come back in, he's he's not the quickest. No. And if he's not fully fit as well, that's gonna hold him back as well. I don't know if a fact we didn't bring him on against Chelsea that time when David Louise got sent off. We put Xhaka at the back instead of him because they weren't too sure about him. Mm. So I don't know really where he goes from here now, to be fair, because I think he'd probably play against Portsmouth. I could see him playing against Portsmouth. Um, but looking at our center halves I mean, you'd like to think we're going to sign someone in the summer.
1: But we've got so many centre-halves. We've yeah. still got Saliba Saliba's to come, come in. I don't Callum
3: know. Chambers to come back
1: yeah. as well, hopefully. We've just signed Pablo Mari. We've got Holding. We've got Socrates. We've got David Luiz. We've Mustafi. got Mustafi.
2: Why are we signing another
1: centre-half? Because that tells me the ones we've got still want who we
2: want. The only, the only way I can see this Surely. happening is if they offload Socrates, if they offload Mustafi. Um, Chambers is injured until September, October time. It's going to take him until January, February. So that rules him out. So you've got three out there. It's if... Mari doesn't get enough game time and they send him back, then you have missing... So then you're talking about you've got Holding, Louise, a, a Saliba, um, and that's it. So then, potentially, that could happen. But I don't think Arsenal will off I th I think it's going to be an outside stretch for them to get a centre-off. I think they'll look elsewhere with Saliba coming in. Just just my up feeling, I've got no, yeah, no sort of inside track I'd, on that.
3: Yeah, i I see how it's there as well, just on Twitter, like, nothing like that. Someone about we 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 should, that we would activate that Thomas oh, 50 parties million, yeah. release call if he doesn't sign a new contract for Madrid. Because mm. he's got that in it at the end of the season. Mm. 50 well, we're willing
1: calls. to activate it, yeah. I would I saw that.
3: I would definitely do that if that if that was he's available. A good player. He, think,
1: it's an it's another one and it's another big chunk of the budget we don't know how and we need other positions and they're still going on this centre half of defence.
3: Well it's, it's names you've seen as linked to, but centre half, some of them like that. Jonathan Tarr, a Leverkusen. Mm. Someone I'd be delighted with getting him in. Also, you've got him and Saliba at centre-half. David Luiz coming in. Mari. You can let people like Mustafi go. I think Socrates probably will, probably will go at the end of the season. Um, but it's a nice problem to have to two me centre-half. So let's be right, I mean,
2: parte isn't a Centre half, he's a A centre midfielder. He's a ball winning centre.
3: I think that's what we need the most as well a bit of energy in there. And I think that's what Ceballos is giving us at the minute. I know I don't like Xhaka and Torreira playing next to each other. No, Xhaka and Ganduzi playing each other because there ain't enough energy
2: in there. It's a bit slow, a bit sidewards. Well, Xhaka, Ganduzi, and Ceballos are all technically at times very good players but the game against Newcastle when Almiron just ran straight through them, that worried me. And yeah. I think better teams. Everton didn't do it as much because Ever- Everton like to they like the width. Yep. That's what they try and play with. But there yeah. will be teams that will play through the centre and if you've got an energetic, strong, powerful midfielder, they'll just ghost through those those three.
1: Absolutely. Well we are looking towards pump Portsmouth and someone who we would definitely know more than us three it is Jordan Cross Portsmouth journalist who would tell us not only about Pompey season but how they might just fancy themselves against Arsenal on a Monday night under the lights at Fratton Park love sports That's right. It is time for the Opposition View. You're listening to the Arsenal Fan Show on Love Sports Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins. Joined in the studio with Gunners Tan, Chris Howard and Charlie East. Well, it is a massive Monday night clash. It is Fratton Park. It is Portsmouth in the fifth round of the FA Cup. Portsmouth on a really good run this season. Unbeaten at home. Just made the EFL Trophy Final. Wonderful comeback for them. Be in Exeter in the semi-final. Can they get promoted from League One under Kenny Jackie They will fancy their chances, though, against Arsenal. And the man to tell us more it is Jordan Cross. Jordan, it's always a pleasure to speak to you. Normally on the Pompey Fan Show, we've dragged you over to the Arsenal one. They're trying to do their, uh, you know, their due diligence, find a little bit more about the Pompey team. What are the fans making of this contest on Monday night?
5: Yeah, you've given us a big build-up there, Charlie, haven't you? So, Sorry, uh, you know, you know, you know what's going to happen now from a Pompey perspective. Um, uh, it's just a really, it's a really great occasion for Pompey to look forward to this one. Um, I, I don't know. I guess most Arsenal fans want to be aware that uh, Pompey haven't faced a, a, what you would call a powerhouse in in, in English football since uh, 2010. Now, mm-hmm. um, since they, their demise, so it's been a long, long time since we've had a real heavy hitter and, and, and one at Fratton Park as well so um, yeah real anticipation about the occasion really more, more than anything than expectation than, uh, in, in a result but uh, Fratton Park Monday night under the lights on, on a TV game Pompey you know in, in good in good form a couple of losses more recently but record breaking in form of late, um, they bring a physicality in, and, and, and a cracking atmosphere, and, uh, and they're trying to make it very, very difficult for Arsenal.
2: Jordan, hi, it's Chris here. Um, what's the playing style of Portsmouth? Just, just <laughs> give me an overview of. I mean, you just mentioned physicality, but obviously, yeah. there's a bit more of a playing style than just physicality.
5: Yeah, the supporters were uh, wouldn't tell you uh, otherwise. It's, uh, it's been a bit of a bugbear of the fans this season—a um, direct style. Um, uh, of Kenny Jackett, which he gets labelled with, uh, somewhat I would say, it's had unfairly. Uh, but uh, Portsmouth have been an excellent uh, counter-attacking side under under Kenny Jackett um, last season. Had fantastic away form and and really could hurt uh, sides uh, at pace on the on the counter stick back and, and they've got big, strong players, uh, and when hurt, so sides so on the break, um, and it was it was great to watch at times. So probably one to pick up on actually, because you know, you know it, perhaps. Kenny Jackett might decide to play this one a bit like an away game with with Arsenal's quality and and, and sit back and uh, and try and do that. But they've they've got um, decent players, particularly Ronan Curtis, who's been a standout this season, probably the main man. Um, And and, yeah, some hard-nosed experience at the back. Um, Tom Nader, the captain, sitting in front of the back four there in a 4-2-3-1 formation. Um, yeah, and, 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 and some greater depth this season With players probably on the bench that, um Certainly at League One level and, and maybe even a little bit higher Are capable of coming on in a Hurting team So that would probably be uh, probably encapsulated uh, Certainly under Kenny Jacket And, and this season
3: Hi right, Jordan, Charlie um, I don't know when it was I think it must be the last couple of weeks I noticed your pitch wasn't too clever It had all sand on it and stuff like that
0: um, Oh, absolutely Absolutely not. The
5: pitch have been. Um, perhaps it was. I don't know where that. It has been bad in recent seasons, but they they they, they spent money on it. That's uh, oh, all right now. So I'll,
0: I'll,
5: uh, yeah, you'll be you'll be okay to come down there. you you'd probably suit Arsenal more than it would Pompey. <laughs> so, who's <so is> your strikers worry about at the
3: moment? You still got. Have you still got Pittman and Marquis there.
5: Yeah, well, well, Pittman's fallen out of favour. Um, he's had a bit of a bide. Um, well, not not on the record, but certainly we we know that they've, oh, they've exclusive Jordan. He's fallen out with the manager there, so uh, yeah, that, that's been going around for for a bit now. So he's out of fate. But John Mark is thirteen goals this season. Um, you know, London boy, and um, he, he knows where the back of the net, net. is. Probably coming as a marquee signing actually in the summer. Probably, you know, a fee could be going up to a couple of a million. So a decent wage. Yeah, from Doncaster, he scored yeah. a lot of goals, so a decent wedge at this level. But the man, really, this season, after um, they lost Jamal and uh, Matt Clark, who were probably the two, the two best players last season, uh, uh, Ronan Curtis has come in and filled the mantle of Republic of Ireland International. 13 goals, a stack of assists. Uh, not short of confidence, the lad. It, um, he, he, he's got um, London roots and... And he's an Arsenal fan, actually. Like it seems, half oh, this Pompey team is. They all seem to be. They all seem to be coons. <laughs> they're massive Arsenal fans. Every time I speak to them, and we've got all their previews uh, coming up, and in, uh, in, you know, in the, in the coming days, and. Uh, Yeah, every time I seem to speak to anyone they're they're Arsenal fans so uh, yeah there's going to be probably a a battle for the shirts to be swapped
1: in the game yeah well there is a rich uh, there's a little bit of a history I say rich history but I remember Arsenal playing Portsmouth at Fratton Park Thierry Henry being applauded off by the Portsmouth fans wore the Portsmouth shirt that that lives on in their memory Jordan I did enjoy you saying that you haven't faced any of the big hitters since 2010 when you've already Mm. faced Southampton this season a nice dig (laughs) to your (laughs) neighbours and rivals you casually you picked up that. on that one Yeah man? I did Jordan no, That that definitely didn't go amiss But also maybe you do a little bit of disservice to Pompey I know they're playing direct They were on the cusp of winning 10 games in a row Which would have been a club record They got to 9 They lost to Coventry But they know how to get wins And for the players Whether they are Arsenal fans or not And certainly the fans With the success at the minute They won't fear it on Monday night If anything they're right up for this aren't they?
5: Oh, absolutely! I've been speaking to Kenny Jacket today about it and the anticipation, and um, and, the, and yeah, they're, they're, this is the this, no mistake about it is a, it's a big occasion for Pompey. They've got two important league games, and and, and again, you lads might not know this, but they're, they're going on three fronts this season. There's a massive flux of games. They're playing something like thirteen games in six weeks, and then four games in nine uh, in nine days. They're playing. I say Tuesday. Then this Friday against Rochdale. And then Monday against Arsenal again. So it's a real flux of games coming in. But there's no doubt about which one's the uh, the one where the attention is going to be uh, you know, by the time it comes round on Monday. So so real excitement. But um, yeah, the small matter of Pompey not winning in uh, 21 attempts against Arsenal. They've got a result against them it was in 1958. Wow. And, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, we're going to trumped, back to the, you, yeah, the, You've the,
1: trumped us there with a the stats, Jordan. <laughs> we normally offer one or two ourselves. Like you said, they're going to be up for it. I think it's 122 games Portsmouth have played by the end of this season. No winter break for the League One club. I know the Portsmouth fans weren't happy with Klopp and him fielding a weaker side than the FA it. Cup. But you it know. is Portsmouth versus Arsenal. Jordan, your score prediction? Oh, well, I'll, I'll
5: be honest. Um, Pompey can deal without going too much further in his club competitions with all the games that go But. Um, I can't even go for a respectful job. Because it's gonna decided on the night, isn't it? I've got as a Pompey ride I'll go I'll go for a uh a 2-1 victory. Um, yeah, probably that's probably more heart than head. do. I'll be perfectly honest.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Jordan, always appreciate you coming on. Jordan Cross, Pompey News, uh, right off. Really good. He, but he did go for the Arsenal win there. Chris, what was you so going to say?
2: It's a, It's. The, I didn't know that. It's decided on the night now.
1: Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah, the fifth that, round for the first the time uh, last season and this season. So uh, as to reduce the number of games, for the European congestion. Games. Yeah, it is. It will be decided on that. So no return at Emirates. We could see... Pen- well, we're hoping we we'll won't see penalties, oh, well there, there is an option. But Fratton Park sold out in minutes. You know what their fans are like. It's going to be, you know, bumping on, on, on yeah. Monday, Charlie. But it, do you know what?
2: Sorry to, sorry no, to interject on. there. That makes me think that... Arteta may not rotate. It does make you think about the whole rotation thing. Oh, so now to get you're saying Leno? Done.
1: He's going to play. You to of
2: in, maybe not Leno, but it does make me think about the whole rotation thing. You know, he's got to get the job but we've done. We've got it's fatigue. Not one
3: can, I'm, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to. I'm going down the next month. I think it will be quality. I'm looking forward. To, I used to like going Portsmouth. Yeah. I mean, I remember going there the first. I had no roof, it had hammering yeah. it down, and we've had some good games
1: down there. I like there. that he said they're all like half of them are uh, sort of secret Gunner, not secret. That's the team they support, yeah, which no. made me root for him a little bit yeah,
3: more. I mean, I'm the same. I'll, I've always liked I mean, yeah. you know, I remember a lot of my mates when well, me were all fans so I know Kenny, Kenny Jackett yeah. quite well and all so I'm looking forward to it Monday night it's a it's a game to look for. I like cup games like that especially under the Love lights them. I like it I mean I'm really looking forward to going down there
1: mm. he, he, not just to say that though I think he would I don't think he was doing Portsmouth a disservice. He was definitely playing them under. They're not just direct. They do play football. They're they're doing well this year. I mean, you mentioned a number of games. They're, they're in the EFL Trophy. They are going to Wembley. They're in the fifth round. I mean, they're FA Cup winners ten years ago. They're not. They're not yeah. terrible.
2: And we're talking about fatigue, but that should really apply to them as well. Yeah, he said they've got two league games well, before that.
3: Yeah, I noticed their their game. Obviously, got moved to the Friday night, which I thought they might have had the hump about because we was Monday night. Because mm. uh, I know they're playing Rochdale on the on the Saturday and they moved to the Friday, so they're playing. Saturday, Tuesday, Friday, Monday. Mm, I hope the time they play us, they'll be absolutely shattered. Mm.
1: Well, Artek says we're shattered, but we have to get yours opinion. (laughs) We'll start with you, Chris. What do you think then for Olympiacos and Portsmouth Monday?
2: I think we'll score a couple of goals against the I think it'll just be a 2-0. I think it'll be a relatively routine 2-0. And then Portsmouth, I fancy us. It'll be tough, but a 2-1 maybe. Same as Jordan. Charlie? I think... To To the Arsenal, obviously. Yeah, Yeah, obviously.
3: (laughs) I think Thursday night... uh, be quite. A, I think it'll be quite a routine game. I think it'll be 3-0. Lacazette scoring. And I think you'll see... A more competitive game on Monday night. I do, and I think it'll be free one to the Arsenal.
1: I think it may be even a follow-up of the Everton game, three-two. I think we may get goals Monday night, but we've we've, we've played all our FA Cup games on a Monday so night, have we? Yeah, yeah, Leeds, Leeds and Bournemouth. Bournemouth. So maybe there's an omen there going through. Either way, we'll be here as we always are every Monday, seven to uh, seven to eight on Love Sport Radio with Gunners Tan, Chris Howard, and Charlie East. We will see you next week
0: thanks for downloading this podcast from lovesport radio For more go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts news and views or for more follow us at lovesport radio on Twitter.